night. Got the party jumping, about to break the ice. Stay up on my grind, that's my way of life. I got tunnel vision, I'ma chase that ray of light. Confirm that they are going to sign Dwayne Brown two-year, $22 million contract. It's going to be another long year for Makai Becton. I think he can pull it back together. We'll see if he can stay healthy in the future. This is not Teddy Bridgewater. This is not Trevor Simeon. This is not Paxton Lynch. This isn't Brock Osweiler. This is Russell freaking Wilson. Just don't wall in your hair. There's no way out. There's no way out. What is going on, everybody? You're back here on Jake's Takes. Of course, this is the podcast presented by... Tunnel Vision Sports. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to a, another Saturday. Uh, happy to be back. Welcome back. Another Saturday here on the podcast. And uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. And the NFL's the NFL's heating up. We got week one's right around the corner. Preseason week three is wrapping up. Wrapping up. That'll wrap up around the Sunday, Monday. And um, it is it is go time for a lot of these NFL teams. And we have it all here today. We are talking about Saquon Barkley. We're talking about Denzel Mims. We're going to be talking about the New York teams today. And we're going to be going over the last ranking for the power rankings for the preseason. Eight through one. We'll finally get the top eight teams off the board. Four. All four AFC West teams in the top ten It's going to be a tough division this year, let alone a tough conference. And a lot, a lot of AFC teams in this top 10. Um, How many do we have? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven spots in the top 10 go to AFC teams. Three, only two the NFC, that is how strong I think this AFC will be this year. I think a lot of people agree with that. And we have a lot to get to today. So here we go. As I mentioned, we're going to be talking about Saquon Barkley today. The Giants running back, the former first round pick from Penn State. The running back who, unfortunately for him, has been injured the past couple seasons and most of them, of them are major season-ending injuries, and he's looking to come back in a big way this year. He says, quote-unquote, I feel like I'm better. And at one point, he said, I'm going to go crazy this, this year. And he's saying all these different types of things. So Saquon looked good in the first preseason game. We'll see what he looks like on Sunday against the Jets as the Jets and the Giants host joint practices this week to prepare for their Sunday matchup. In the last preseason game, sounds like a lot of the starters will be playing in these games. And it's going to be a last look at Saquon, a player who a lot of Giants fans and people around the NFL thought was going to get traded this NFL offseason to another team and did not. Saquon still on the Giants looking to prove himself this offseason. And it brings up the question whether he will have a good season. Sounds pretty confident. Sounds like he's healthy. Looks good in camp. Looked good in that preseason, first preseason game while he played for a few snaps or so. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how he picks up this season and how he plays because he has been hurt the past couple seasons and we haven't seen him first round pick, obviously, as I mentioned before, and hasn't lived up to the potential year four now has to prove something or he may, he, there's a good potential. He won't even be on this team next year. Even if he plays well, uh, it's hard nowadays, especially with his resume that, you know, 
paying big running backs, big time money and long term extensions and all that good stuff hasn't proven to be the the top dollar move in the NFL the past couple of years, especially what's happened with CMC, Christian McCaffrey and his big time deal. And now he's been injured the past couple of seasons and hasn't lived up to it. It's a very, very rare thing in the NFL that running backs get that big money nowadays. And it's a, it's now it's just a passing league. So Saquon's going to have to find a way to prove himself this year. And I think he can do it. I think Saquon has all the tools in the world to do it this year. Uh, from 2018, he had that 1,300-yard season, 11 touchdowns. 2019, 1,000-yard season, six touchdowns. And then we look at what happened after that. Uh, obviously, we know Saquon was hurt. The COVID year uh, had no touchdowns, 34 yards. And this past year, he missed a lot of games, too. Uh, only about roughly 500 yards or so. He had about 660 carries. Saquon has been hurt the past couple seasons. And um, he needs to find a way to get back in shape and prove himself the way he was proving himself early on in his career. He his in 2018, he played a total of 16 games. Okay, so the whole season in 2019, after that season I just mentioned, he played only 13 games. So he missed three. Uh, He made the Pro Bowl his rookie year. Okay, he made I'm pretty sure he made the all pro his rookie year. And he was the offensive rookie of the year in 2018. Okay, and you look at 2019, had a good season, but missed three games. You look at 2020, he only played two games, missed a season. You look at last year's uh, season, which, you know, you can't compare a lot off of last season because it was very bad for the Giants, but he only played 13 games. So injury has been something that's reeled him the past couple seasons. But I have a feeling he's going to come back bigger and better than ever. And uh, in fantasy implications, I think he's going to be a very good running back this year. And he has a lot to prove. And I I think he's hungry. He's one of those guys that loves football, wants to play. He's a hard-nosed running back, and he's elusive. It's rare to get one of those guys. And he can block, play all three downs, catch the ball in the backfield. Saquon will be back better than ever next year. I do feel like he'll have a good season, and I think he'll be back on the Giants for another year after that. Uh, But we will see what happens this year and with the rest of the Giants team. But this leads me to the question of Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley. Now, two of the league's youngest and top running backs uh, sought out names in the NFL. Who will have the better season? Now, you look at CMC, who came in the league in 2017. He's played fabulous the past couple of years uh, when he came into the league. Uh, 2017, 2018, he was an all, you know, 2019, an all pro, pro bowler. He got his contract like he wanted. But after 2019, after running for that 1,300 yards, 15 touchdowns, and uh, having 1,000 receiving yards, 142 targets, 116 receptions, uh, Christian McCaffrey has fell riddled to the injury side of things playing three games in 2020 and seven in 2021 he has fallen off uh, but he's still a very very good running back but it leads the question to be who will be the better running back this year cmc or saquon and i think it comes down to who's going to be healthy and who has the better situation now, I think Saquon will honestly, it's very strange, but I think he'll have the better season. And 
I only say it's because I feel like he has a lot of motivation behind him. There's more pressure behind him to be better. In a sense, you know, Christian McCaffrey has that contract. Saquon does not. He's heading into a year where he needs a contract. And CMC, we know he's the guy. We know when he's healthy, he's going to play good. And uh, even if you look in fantasy drafts, people want to draft him one or two. You know, that's nothing implications to real life. But still, you, you have to look at the the news and popularity around him right now. And then you look at Saquon. That's not there. There's a lot of pressure on him this year. And I think that's why Saquon will have the better year. But you look at scenarios and situations who has the better scenario. You look at Christian McCaffrey and he definitely has the better situation. I would say better quarterback play, better offensive line play there, better defense. Uh all the way around, I think there's something better there in Carolina, but I do think Saquon will end up having the better season, and I think Saquon will stay healthy. I'm kind of worried about Christian McCaffrey. I think he'll stay healthy for the season, but I do think he'll miss a couple games at one point, uh, kind of like Dalvin Cook and a lot of these other running backs do where they get nicked up during the season and, and stuff like that. But And Christian McCaffrey's used quite a lot. Uh, they use him a lot in this offseason uh, in the offense. And I remember watching the game... This past year, was it, when the Jets played Sam Darnold in, in week one? And they used him almost every down. It was crazy. They use him a lot. I, I hope they don't overuse him. Uh, but I do think Saquon will have the better year. But Christian McCaffrey, he's an all-around running back, one of the best in the league. And he'll have another good year as well. I hope they both stay healthy. And uh, But Saquon, Christian McCaffrey, man. They got to come back better than ever and healthy. But I think Saquon will have the better year. He's got a lot of pressure around him. His scenario may be worse, but pressure, he needs the contract, needs to prove himself. I think all that leads into a better season. So we go now to the other side of New York, the New York Jets. And the Jets' second round pick at a Baylor in 2020. Denzel Mims, the wide receiver, has requested a trade from the Jets. And you look at the body of work that Denzel has done the past couple seasons. 2020, he had 23 receptions, 357 yards. Uh, he did miss uh, uh, quite a few games in the beginning of the season, but he came out strong at the end of the season with Sam Donald, played well. He looked like the second round pick we, we all thought he would be out of Baylor. And then kind of fell off after that. He had a, uh, I think he had a stomach issue coming into that 2021 season. Uh, lost a lot of weight, came into the 21 season. He was behind. Uh, Elijah Moore came in. Uh, Corey Davis came in. He had eight receptions, 133 yards. And that was his season. That was it. And it's been kind of a disappointment all the way around. However you look at it, for both sides, the New York Jets coaching and Denzel Mims, it's it's been... It's been an up and down journey for him. He played nine games in 2020, 11 in 2021. It's just been back and forth for him. Uh, a lot of promise that the second round pick had. And now he wants to request a trade out from New York. So a statement from Ron Slavin, his his agent, actually, uh, he quote said, it's time Denzel has tried in good faith, but it's clear he does not have a future with the Jets. Denzel vowed to come back better than ever this season, and he worked extremely hard this offseason to make that happen. Still, he has been given very few opportunities to work with the starting offense and get into a groove with them. We feel at this point a trade is our only option. Since the Jets have repeatedly told us they will not be releasing him, Joe Douglas has always done right by Denzel, and we trust that he will make every effort 
to find him a new team where he can be a contributor. So Denzel's agent releasing that statement. They want to get him out. That is a full quote by him. And listen, I, we there was a lot of expectations from, from Denzel Mims, the second round pick. Uh, and then you look at the way the 2020 season, a lot of change, obviously, Robert Saul and everybody else coming in, new coaching staff. They re- completely redid the roster. And then you look at who they brought in. Corey Davis, Braxton Berry, who started playing de- better, Elijah Moore, and now they draft Garrett Wilson. It was almost like he was on his way out before it even started. And I feel like there's a lot more to uncover than people really think here. If you really look back and if you really were following the Jets the past couple seasons, you look at this kid who came out of Baylor, supposed to be a prime wide receiver out of the second round. And in 2021, when the new staff comes in, he gets sick. He tries to come back. And it's almost like I read somewhere earlier where Robert Sala was also frustrated. I feel like there's something more there within the practices, within the coaching staff that had him request a trade. Now where he'll go and what he will get for him, what the Jets will get for him will be had to be seen. I'm not really sure at this point. Uh, but I do think there's some destinations he could go. I think it would be funny if he went to New England and got straightened out and figure out his things there uh, because it, that's something that always happens to the Jets. But a second-round pick with a lot of talent. And um, listen, I've seen good things out of Denzel Mims, and I wish him all the best. But requesting a trade out of New York, the second-round pick, a uh, yet another another disaster out of the 2020 draft. As we know, Makai Becton injured this year. And just a lot of questions from that 2020 draft, 2020 draft. And uh, if Joe Douglas, as I mentioned in previous episodes, if Joe Douglas can't pull this together this year, that 2020 draft will drag him down in the mud. And uh, I'm sure hoping it doesn't, but I think it will be a back burner on his career. But if the Jets can't pull it together, that's that's what that will be. And uh, but let's move on to our final segment, our power rankings, eight through one. Here we go. So to recap from last week, we know 16 to 9, we had Dallas, Arizona, Tennessee, San Francisco, New Orleans, Philly, the Raiders, and the Ravens. Now we have 8 through 1, three more AFC West teams in a row about to come off the board here, and which order you guys will now hear, and then we'll get off to the rest of the list, but 8 to 1 now. Where will these teams fall? A lot of good teams left. A lot of a lot of things that may get switched around, but I decided to keep them. A lot of different issues around the board here, uh, especially with Tampa, because they're still on the list, and where I would have put them. I left them at their spot, but uh, we'll see how the season rolls around. Didn't want to fault Tom Brady on anything, but we'll see that offensive line is going to get shredded on the inside, so we'll see how that one plays out. But at number eight, we have the Denver Broncos, a team that brought in Russell Wilson this past offseason in a big trade and finally got their quarterback uh, to re- lead them to the promised land. They have a very good defense over there in Denver, bringing in Kwan Williams. They still have Justin Sims at safety, Ronald Darby resigning, Kareem Jackson, Pat Sertain, Bradley Chubb. Um, this is a formidable defense, and they're going to be good. Picking up Randy Gregory also in the offseason as well. And the offense is going to be good as well. I mean, they got Jerry Judy, K.J. Hamler, Cortland Sutton, Sutton, excuse me, Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon. I mean, this is going to be a very good offense. Excited to see what Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson can pull together this year. Uh, But they are number eight right now. I struggled to where to put them exactly with the Chargers. Uh, But the Chargers are at number seven right ahead of them. 
And uh, listen, I think both of these teams are going to be very good this year. Like I said, I think this whole AFC West could make the playoffs. And if not, I do think the team that doesn't make the playoffs will be the Raiders. Uh, but Denver at eight, the Chargers at seven. We look at what Denver did this offseason. Uh, I think the Chargers and Denver are going to be neck and neck. And one of these teams will pull away. So I thought putting them right behind each other was reasonable. Um, we look at what the Chargers have this offseason, drafting Zion Johnson. They have Rashawn Slater on the offensive line, Corey, Corey Lindsley, Justin Herbert, uh, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, uh, Mike Williams. We know this is going to be a good offense. And then on the defense was really their problem last year, as we've mentioned before, adding Sebastian Joseph Day on that offensive uh, and defense interior line to plug up the run games. Bad run defense last year. But we do have Joey Bosa out there for the Chargers. Uh, Khalil Mack was signed. J.C. Jackson, Derwin James, that big contract. Asante Samuel Jr. bringing in Bryce Callahan from Denver. This is going to be a better defense than it was last year. I'm excited to see it. And the Chargers are at number seven for that reason. And uh, it's going to be neck and neck between these two th two teams. Um, but I think both teams have a really good shot at making the playoffs. And I'm excited to see what they can do. But the team that is ahead of them that will still stay on top as at this division thus far in these preseason rankings, as far as I can see, will be the Chiefs. Had to give them the respect, uh, but I won't be surprised if any of these teams in the AFC West win the division. But as of right now, I had to put them on top of, of all the rest of these teams of power ranks. Give them respect. Of course, we know Eric Bieniemy, Steve Spagnola, Andy Reid at the helm. Um, look, and they look, they lost Tyreek Hill in this offseason, but they brought in Sky Moore in the draft. Juju Smith Schuster, they still have McCall Michael Hardman, uh, MV, MVS, Marquise Valdez Scanley. I mean, they brought in these guys to replace him, to build a, you know, they have Josh Gordon back there. Well, they brought in, you know, Corey, Corey Coleman from the, from the Browns, the former first round pick. They are, they are trying to surround this team in a good way. The offensive line still looks great. Patrick Mahomes still at the helm. Uh, listen, I'm not worried about the offense one bit anymore. I think they surrounded themselves well. They've played well, and I'm excited to see what they can do. The defense was really the question, and they brought in Trent McDuffie at corner, Justin Reed at safety. Uh, they replaced a lot of the problems they had. Frank Clark still, Chris Jones, Carlos Dunlap they brought in. Nick Bolton looked great last year. This defense, I'm hoping, can be better this year. That was really their problem. Uh, I'm not worried about the offense, but the Chiefs at number six. At number five, I think this is where it really gets interesting. The top five, because I now have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at five, which you can only imagine who's ahead of them now. But Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at five. They lost a lot this offseason, um, losing, you know, Ali Marpet retiring the offensive line. Alex Kappa going to the Bengals. O.J. Howard, Gronk retiring. Uh, Jones, Ronald Jones on the running back. Uh, Sue, Pierre Paul, the, Jordan Whitehead who went to the Jets. A lot of, a lot of key players for them left this team. And um, that's got to be concerning in, in some sense. But they did bring in, you know, we're, we're going to see what happens for Chris Godwin uh, after his ACL injury. But they brought in Russell Gage. Still have Mike Evans, Julio Jones. So we'll see how all that will come together. But the the Bucks, they are losing a lot of pieces on this offensive line, the interior, especially after Ryan Jensen went down at center. Um, 
this 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 off middle offensive line interior offensive line will be the question for the season because that is Tom Brady's weak spot. How will they protect that? And that should be that should be interesting as well, especially losing all those pieces on the offensive line. But they were at five. I wanted to leave them at five for now. And the defense, man, you still got Via Vea, Levante David, Shaquille Barrett. Uh, they were injured a lot last season, a lot of these guys. But I feel like this defense is on a downcline. You know, we saw their peak in the Super Bowl uh, a few years ago against the Chiefs. And it is a very good defense. Don't get me wrong. It's going to be a good defense, but I don't think it will be. It's not going to be that elite that the defense that we saw a few years ago, obviously. So I don't keep my expectations that high for them, but they will be good defense. I think the Packers defense will be better than them. Uh, but but the defense will be good. But the offensive line really will be the question for the Buccaneers. And how can they get past that? Uh, Tom Brady's playing in this preseason game tomorrow against the Colts. Uh, so that would be today, actually Saturday. He's going to play against the Colts. Um, but they lost, lost a lot of good veterans on this team. Uh, Tom Brady's coming back for one more season, I think, and one more season. We'll see. And uh, we'll see what they can do. But... But the Bucks, this could be their last shot at redemption here, depending on what Tom Brady does. And uh, we'll see what they do. But they're at number five for now. At number four, I have the Green Bay Packers losing Devontae Adams in the offseason. I don't think will be all that crazy, even though it's a very, very big drop off from there. Uh, they have a lot of work to do at wide receiver, but I still think they're one of the top teams, especially with Aaron Rodgers winning the MVP the past two seasons. They have a really good run running back room. I think the offensive line is a lot better than Tampa right now. But you look at this wide receiver room after losing Devontae Adams, and we talked about it last week with what Aaron Rodgers said about the inconsistencies, but they have, you know, Romeo Dobbs in the draft, Christian Watson in the draft. You know, they added Sammy Watkins, still have Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, uh, Amari Rodgers from Clemson in last year's draft. So, We'll see how that all comes together, who Aaron Rodgers ends up finding. Well, you know, they still got Robert Tunyon at tight end, someone he likes. So we'll see who 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 will come to, to the front lines for Aaron Rodgers, who will be throwing to. I think the first couple of weeks will be a lot of a lot of run game, a lot of A.J. Dillon, a lot of Aaron Jones. And he's going to find a way to work in these wide receivers. But I think the I think the Packers will be back. The NFC is not as strong as I thought it would be, but I think the ANFC North will be closer uh, the Vikings and the Lions will close the gap, but I still think the Packers will be on top. But you look at this defense, and this, this is probably the main reason they'll still be on the top is because they have Kenny Clark and they have Preston Smith. They lost to Darius Smith this this past offseason, but that doesn't matter because they added Quay Walker. They got Rashawn Gary back there. You know, Jair Alexander, probably the best corner in the league right now. Um, Adrian Amos is still back there. Eric Stokes from Georgia from the past draft. Uh, look at this defense. It's going to be very good. It's probably going to be the top five, top three defense in the league this year, bringing in Devontae Wyatt from Georgia on the defensive line. This is going to be a very good defense, a reason this team stays on float. And listen, this is going to be a lot of Aaron Rodgers working it in and a lot of run game the first couple of weeks, a lot of trying, trying to figure out what's what's going to work and what's not. And, uh, you know, they've been through training camp. You know, we'll see what Aaron Rodgers likes to do, how this will Matt LaFleur will pan this out. But I think it's going to take a few weeks to to kind of groove into that, and we'll see how it all plays out. But on on top of that, Jordan Love played last night against the Chiefs, uh, so that would be a Thursday night. And um, Matt LaFleur said he looked good. They liked the developments he's making. So 
just figured I'd throw it out there. We'll see what Jordan Love will be and how he'll contribute to this team in the future, or if he will even be on this team in the future. We shall see. But the Packers at number four, I'm just curious to see what's going to happen in this, in this weapon room. Now, I will say a team very similar to this team is at number nine, the Ravens. And the Ravens with Lamar, the only thing they're missing and on their team that I felt you know, really held them back was that wide receiver. Uh, they had a lot of players injured last year, so that's probably why they're further down on the board. But the Ravens can very well be a top-five team this year, and I will not be surprised if they are. Lamar makes this team way different, and they could be at this four spot as well. They could very well be at this four spot, too. Uh, in the top five, and and I, and I won't be surprised. They have a lot of similar things going on with the Packers, and people may not realize it. Obviously, it's not the same team, but they have a lot of similarities out there, and I think the, the Packers will start off like Lamar and the Ravens and uh, kind of try and build a running game first, and then they'll load into uh, their wide receiver room, see what they could find, see who he likes. But uh, I think the teams, two teams are very similar, and um, the Ravens, man, they could very well be in this top five. But again, Packers at number four. We're moving into the top three. At number three, I have the Cincinnati Bengals. We look at this team and Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Uh, they really fixed up a lot on the offensive line, bringing Lyle Collins, Alex Kappa. It looks great. I mean, they really plugged up a lot of holes this offseason. They lost C.J. Uzama, but Brian Hayden Hurst, Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon. I mean, like, look at this team. Super Bowl team last year. It's going to be hard for them to repeat, but they really brought in a lot of great pieces to do so as long as they stay healthy. I mean, Trey Henderson and Sam Hubbard on the, on the defensive line. They uh, they plugged up some holes on defense, bringing in Dax Hill and, and a couple other guys in the draft. Uh, listen, I'm excited to see what the... Um, what the Bengals can do this season. And, and I'm hoping they can make it back to the playoffs, which I think they will. We'll see if they can make it back to the Super Bowl. That will be the question. But this team looks very good. And at number three, I think it's reasonable. we got to give them the respect. A lot of people are not giving the respect they deserve in power rankings right now. But I think this is a formidable team this year again. And um, they plugged up. They did everything everything anybody asked this offseason. And I, I think there's no reason that they shouldn't be in this top five, let alone the top three. But the Bengals at number three. But at number two, I had to put their their competitor, the defending world champs, at two ahead of them. And uh, listen, they beat them in the Super Bowl, so I thought that was obvious. But you look at what the Rams did this past offseason, but losing a lot of key names as well. And um, they brought in Allen Robinson, but they lost Von Miller. They brought in Bobby Wagner. Uh, they brought back Troy Hill. So they still have Aaron Donald coming back. You know, Matthew Stafford's dealing with some type of tendonitis, I guess, right now in his elbow. But, they, you know, is OBJ going to come back? They have a lot of questions to answer. Uh, Andrew Whitworth, obviously, is not is not coming back. He retired. So there's still there's still some questions from the defending champs. But you got to give them the respect they deserve. The offense still, I think, will be great. We'll see what happens with, with Matthew Stafford. Uh, and that arm, but you know they have Cam Akers, Daryl Henson, Kyron Williams from Notre Dame at running back. Excited to see what he can do. Obviously, I'm a big Notre Dame fan. And uh, the offense, I'm not too worried about. They the defense still looks great with Aaron Donald, Deshaun, Ashawn Robinson, you know Ernest Jones, bringing in Bobby Wagner this offseason. Leonard Floyd still there. Uh, Jalen Ramsey bringing back Troy Hill. So I mean they still have, they have holes, they have questions, but of course I got to give them the love. Obviously, as defending champs, and uh, just real quick, we talk about the 
the Rams and the Bengals being three and two. And obviously we know the Buffalo Bills are going to be number one on this list. And I'll say why in a minute, but the Bengals and the Rams news broke out yesterday. They had their joint practices and punches and helmets were throwing. Aaron Donald was whipping around helmets and all that stuff. And whether he should be suspended or not, that is, 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 is just a crazy scenario that I saw out of practice. Just, I don't know if I saw the videos or not, but the joint practice between the Bengals and the Rams, listen, tensions flare. And uh, I'm sure the league will figure out what they want to do exactly with that. But uh, just a crazy scene from joint practices. We see it all the time. I remember when the Jets and the Giants did it and their last, however many years ago it was in their joint practices. And uh, it happens all the time. But uh, just a crazy fight that they had at joint practices, the Bengals and the Rams. But listen, a lot of animosity between the two teams, obviously Super Bowl team. So something's going at it over there. But the Bengals at three, the Rams at two, and the Bills at number one. I believe will be the best team in the NFL coming into this season, and I'm hoping they can hold that. Uh, weirdly enough, saying as Jets fan being in the AFC East, I think they'll win the division very easily. They'll beat a lot of the teams in the division. I, I don't think it'll be hard for them. Uh, they, they, they will answer a lot of questions. Having a great defense last year, unfortunately, they got treaded in that divisional game, so it wasn't really foolproof what the defense can do. But listen, Sean McDermott's turned this team around. Josh Allen's been playing amazing with the town fire, bringing in, you know, the still Donson Knox, but they have O.J. Howard now. Uh, James Cook in the draft this year is going to be that running back. He will get the starting role, I believe. He'll end up taking this role at weather point this season. That's going to be awesome, the running back out of Georgia. Uh, but this team looks great. Stefan Diggs is still there. Uh, Gabe Davis, excited to see what he can do. Bringing in Jamison Crowder over from the Jets. That should be exciting. He's always a great wide receiver to have on your roster. And uh, the defense is going to develop. Greg Bruce is going to take steps ahead. Ed Oliver is still there. Von Miller bringing in some veteran presence there. A Super Bowl-minded. That's where they're heading. They're bringing in Super Bowl minds right there. Uh, having that type of veteran presence. Matt Milano still on defense. Uh, Jordan Poyer. Excited to see what they can do. Tredavious White, one of the best corners in the NFL. This is going to be a very, very, very good roster. And I think the Bills have the potential to take yet another step this season. And their big hurdle will be getting over the Chiefs. And I think they've done enough to do that this offseason and really take a step ahead. And uh, they, they will trounce over many, many teams this year as long as they stay healthy. This is going to be a very dominant team. And I'm sure a lot of teams look at the schedule right now. If they have the Bills on their schedule, they do not want to face them. The AFC East is... <laughs> is not happy to face the Bills. They are very strong, and I think the AFC will be chasing the Bills this year and the whole NFL. This is going to be the strongest team this year. They look great. Uh, the defense looked great last year. I think they're going to be even better this year, and I'm excited, super excited, to see what James Cook can do at the running back position on this offense. It should be awesome because they have so many different pieces there and finally get some type of running back in there. Uh, no disrespect to Zach Moss and uh, Devin Singletary, but I'm excited, really excited to do, see what James Cook can do with Josh Allen. And um, now they have two tight ends, which should be awesome. And as we know, Stefan Diggs is going to house some people out there. And I'm just really excited to see what the Bills can do. They are my number one team coming into this season. So just to recap, we might as well just do a full recap of the power rankings preseason, of course. At number 32, and I will work my way up, Chicago, we talked about them, uh, unfortunately, coming in last place. And 31, the Giants, 30, Houston, 29, Jacksonville, 28, Seattle, 27, Washington, 26, Atlanta, 25, New York Jets. I'm not willing to change anything. Obviously, this is set final, and we'll change them as we go 
through the season, and we will uh, we'll re-rank them, and I, th- I think that'll be interesting who moves up and who moves down each week of the NFL season. 24 at Carolina, 23 Detroit, 22 Pittsburgh, a team who I believe will move up. Miami, again, I think they'll move up. The Vikings, they'll move up. The Colts will move up. Uh, but as of right now, I think all these teams will stay. But uh, the Vikings at 19, Cleveland at 20, 18 New England, 17 Indianapolis, Dallas 16, 15 Arizona, 14 Tennessee, 13 San Francisco, 12 New Orleans, 11 Philly, 10 the Raiders, 9 the Ravens, 8 Denver, 7 the Chargers, 6 the Chiefs, 5 the Bucks, 4 the Packers, 3 the Bengals, 2 the Rams, and number 1 the Buffalo Bills. So that is our pre season power rankings thank you for sticking with me today and all the past couple weeks trying to get these power rankings out i hope you guys enjoyed them and uh listen if you got comments questions or whatever post them run them out and uh we can debate this uh this preseason power rankings and again it will change the list obviously we'll switch up but as of right now this is how i have the teams list it's kind of hard it took me a lot really long time to kind of figure out this list because there's a lot of different things you have to think about especially if you think another team's better than the other one uh, but they have you know similar pieces, or the defense is better, or or they you know you have Aaron Rodgers, but you know you got Tom Brady. It's uh, it's a very very it's a very extensive list, especially you know going up and down this. A lot of teams I struggled where to exactly put them, and then you had to think about well I think this team's going to be really good this year, but this is how they played last year, uh, and then you look at who they added in the offseason. There's a lot of different things that go into it. Had a lot of fun doing it, but that is our final preseason power rankings. Excited to do it. And that will round off the show. We'll go into final thoughts for today. Uh, basically, just, you know, my final thought for today, just rounding it off. Excited to have that out. Uh, I think a lot of these teams in these power rankings will move up. There's going to be a tons of shifts all season. And we'll see what happens. Obviously, injury is a big play in, uh, in the NFL. And um, we'll see what happens in these preseason games. A lot of starters are going to be playing. Uh, excited to see what the Jets can do in these final preseason games uh, against the Giants. They'll be playing at o'clock Sunday or 7 Sunday, whatever it is. Uh, but uh, I think the Jets, you know, that guy Chris Streva looked pretty good at quarterback. He's looked good at Philadelphia the first week, second week against Atlanta. The Jets showed a lot of strength in those preseason games. I don't watch a lot of preseason, uh, but the only I, I, I saw some Jets preseason. I saw some Ravens Cardinals preseason games, but that was really about it. I haven't seen too much with the Jets. Uh, I was excited to see some some good plays out of them. Garrett Wilson looks good. Uh, I saw some plays out of Brees Hall in practice. Unfortunately, what happened to Zach Wilson, hopefully he come back. Joe Flacco probably will start week one. Uh, but there's a lot of different things that comes out. This guy, Chris Strava, looked great. Uh, Lawrence Cager, the one of the backup uh, tight ends for the Jets, looks good. Uh, Zondarius Knight, an undrafted running back, looks great. Uh, they have a lot of different pieces that I was excited to see. I, I can't speak on every team because I didn't watch a lot of the other teams, but you know, I watched a lot of Jets preseason football, and I was excited what I saw. Um, a lot of resilience in the past couple of games. Good, good comeback runs. Good to see that. Good, to, good, this good for the team, and that's good camaraderie. And uh, we'll see how this fifty, this eighty to fifty-three cut works down for a lot of these teams. A lot of people are going to get released. A lot of dreams will end. Uh, a lot of dreams will be picked up by other teams. A lot of dreams will start. So we'll see what happens after this NFL preseason game and then week one will roll right around the corner fantasy drafts will be kicking off or have already kicked off and the season will have begun and that will do it for me today on another edition of jake's takes yet another saturday under our belt i'll be back next saturday to provide more takes actually 
next Saturday we shall see. Uh, I might have to take a break next Saturday and, and come back the next week. But as always, I'll, I'll keep everybody updated on that one. We shall see. Um, but again, remember to visit Tunnel Vision Sports at tvsportsmag.com. Visit our Instagram at tunnelvisionsports underscore. Actually, you should follow. And our Twitter account, follow that one too, at underscore TV Sports. Don't forget to follow the Jake's Takes Instagram account at Jake's Takes TVS for everything you need podcast-wise. Uh, don't forget to hit the subscribe button, follow button, leave a like, comment, rating on the podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast. I'm Jake Serrano signing off. Thank you once again for listening. And remember to keep up with all your sports needs with Tunnel Vision Sports, a positive shift in sports media. We get it poppin' homie day and night, day and night. Got the party jumping, about to break the ice. <laughs>